You know, on the other end of the line, I have a guy who I lovingly refer to as my favorite pervert in the NTT IndyCar series. I'm not going <laughs> to explain that. I'm just going to leave it alone. It's a little bit of an inside joke, but Pietro Fittipaldi, we have our day at Indy show to do. I'm so happy that we have you on for it. I want to say a quick thanks, as always, to Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers and TorontoMotorsports.com for taking great care of us here on the show. But speaking of the show, hey there, Mr. Indy 500 driver, Mr. Young Guy, who has a lot of experience in motor racing, not exactly a, quote, Indy 500 veteran, and yet, what did you do in qualifying? I don't know, uh, quick like a bunny, fastest rookie, definitely flexing hard for the uh, Dale Coin Racing Team with Rick Ware Racing, P13 Pietro, there's some other guy on your row. I don't know if you've heard of Takuma Sato. Uh, <laughs> nice job, my man. Tell me about uh, how you're doing and this really impressive show so far from the uh, mighty, mighty Dale Coin Racing Team. Yeah, thanks for having me on the on the show, Marshall. It's always great to, to speak to you. It's been a while. We have to do this more often. Um, but it's it's great. As I'm speaking to you, I'm here in Indianapolis. It's a bit of a rainy day. We're here in the garage as the team's prepping the car for uh, carb day, if we have it, because it looks like it's going to be a little rainy. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's been a great experience here in the 500. Um, it's crazy because as the days are happening, like when you're practicing one day after another, everything seems like it's going slow. And uh, as soon as it's over, it's you then go to qualifying, and then it's the week of the race, and boom, we're a couple days out from from the race now and it seems like it kind of fast forwards everything you know um but it's been a great experience it's it's the most i've been in a race car um in a span of uh you know a week in my in my whole life i we tested uh tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then qualify saturday and practice again sunday you're you know out of, in the whole week we we're six days in a car that's just amazing and i loved every second of it um you know, the 500 Indianapolis in itself, it's an intimidating place. The speeds are so high, um, but we were taking it step by step, working a lot on the race car the first couple of days of testing, um, and then started focusing on on the qualifying car on Friday. And we knew we had a strong car, um, especially on our third run. We made some changes. The car was very good. We just couldn't complete the four laps, so we didn't have uh, that four lap average to, to compare to be on the timesheets, but like we knew that we're like, wow, we look pretty strong here. And then we went out on Saturday and, um, you know, we qualified 13th. But knowing that, I, I think, you know, if we could have trimmed more in the morning, I think we would have been the fast nine. The car was was very fast. And um, we were thinking about doing a second run. But after Alex had his crash and we were in 12th at the time, you know, Dale was like, let's just secure our spot. And uh, we were happy with that. And. Now we're, we're focused on the race. Let's talk a little bit about building on that. Your teammate, Ed Jones, in the uh, Dale Coin Racing with Vassar Sullivan entry P11. Ed has certainly shown he knows his way around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Still a young guy, though, right? You're young as well. You bring some pretty solid oval experience, uh, especially uh, in some other cars doing the ovals this year, obviously sharing the uh, 51 entry with Romain Groschon. Tell me about this two-car 
Dale Coyne team, right? A little different than in the past where it could be three, maybe four. I don't know if I'm right, Pietro, but it seems like this concentrated two-car effort with you and Ed, highest achievement so far for the team in qualifying. And also you guys had some good pace, you know, running uh, race day trim and whatnot, uh, trying to prepare for the 500. Give me a feel from inside the team. Is it feeling as strong as it looks like from the outside? Yeah, for sure. And I think as well, doing a, a two-car effort, not saying the team can't do a three-car effort, but, um, you know, if, if, if you think about, you know, the number of people and only running two cars, I think for myself, you know, being a rookie here as well and having, like, you know, extra performance engineer or extra mechanic in the car, it's 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 really good, you know. Um, we have those extra people in, in hand and we have a very strong program together. You know, that's why I think me and Ned have been able to run so strong. Um, the cars have been, you know, very competitive. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Like you said, Ed has experience here. He finished third here in the past, um, ran, I think, two or three 500s. So he, he has experience, and it's good to, to lean on him sometimes. But the, the race engineers in the team also have a lot of experience. My race engineer is Olivier. Um he won the 500 with TK, I believe, what was it, 2013? Yeah, Olivier Boisson. Yeah. And, um, you know, Ed's race engineer is Ross, who was a performance engineer the past couple of years um, with, uh, you know, in Seb's car. So I yep. knew him from the past, but he, he's been with a lot of experienced engineers, race engineers beside him. So he, he's, you know, learned from them and uh, they, they come together and they have, they just have that you know, a lot of knowledge about the place. And the first couple of days you were here testing, you know, first day out, you're working on getting comfortable again with the track. We did the ROP in April, but getting comfortable again with the track, making sure you get your lines right. Dale as well has a lot of experience working with rookie drivers. So, you know, I was looking at onboards, for example, with Dale and Dale's so good at, you know, catching him being like, all right, we need a wider arc over here. You need a bigger arc in turn one, bigger arc in turn three, and just working on that and building up to it for when it counts, which is qualifying and then the race. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with this, uh, two car effort. The team's been doing a great job. Ross Bunnell, the, or Bunnell, the, uh, engineer on Ed's car. You and I were texting a little bit last night, speaking about your race engineer, Olivier Boisson. Um, you had to show up, right? You got to be a uh, part of his culinary experiments. Uh, how you doing this morning? Everything good? uh olivier is known for loving to cook i'm giving him a hard Marshall, time for think, no reason i think you had a, i think you had a bad experience then with one day with olivier i'm just giving him sounds, a hard time me, you for texted no me reason. yesterday and you texted me yesterday you said good luck tomorrow morning after olivier's barbecue <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell him you said that man. oh he's gonna kill me when i feel that knife go plunge into my yeah. back i'm gonna know it's him getting me back for stabbing him in the back Dude, for no reason i'm just having fun the bar the barbecue was great, but, you know, he had some funky cheese. I, I swear, he had, like, this cheese he brought from France, and I did not try it. A lot of people tried it, and they said it was amazing, but I couldn't get over the smell. Did it start, like, melting through the table? Like, was it burning a hole through the table type deal, or uh, what was going oh, on Oh, dude, there? it was just really smelly, man. I just couldn't <laughs> eat it. And he's like, no, Pietro, try it. It's really good, and it's a very culture. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. I'll pass. I'll stick to the beef brisket. But, uh... <laughs> The barbecue was really good, wow. and uh, we had a good time over there, and uh, everyone's back here at the track, 
um, working and getting ready. But we miss you over here, Marshall. You got to come to more races, man. Uh, trust me, we brother. I hope you can soon. I can't, I can't wait to get back. I will be doing that as quick as I can. Let's talk about one or two more things, Pietro, that jump out. You've answered the question a million times about family and grandpa and uncle and this and that. I'm not so much interested in the family lineage uh, part to discuss here, Pietro, but we do hear a lot from Colton and Arenas and a few other drivers about this young generation, next generation starting to really plant their flag and say, hey, IndyCar, we're coming. You're obviously, unfortunately, not getting to do the full season. We're getting you for the ovals. But do you feel like you're a part of that next generation? Hopefully we can have you, you know, full-time in the, the years to come. But what do you feel about this? What do you see among other drivers similar age as yours and the impact you all are making so heavily right now? Yeah, I definitely feel, you know, there's a, you know, new young drivers, uh, coming through not to say though like still the experienced guys are very strong like scott dixon for example you know um even sebastian bourdais someone with so much experience craig hampson just walked by so i just waved him through he he so he used to run when i was here back in 2018 he used to be in seb's car now he's with uh with mclaren he's another very experienced engineer but i think the, the experience still matters and especially like somewhere like indycar and i think it matters a lot for example on the ovals um, the ovals is like the, the experience definitely makes a difference. Like you see guys like Dixon, always very strong. Um, Tony Kanan, always very strong on the ovals, but for sure there's a new generation of drivers coming through. And I, I do feel like I'm part of that. I, I would love to one day be able to race full time in IndyCar to really show what I can do. That's what I've been working on for, for, for a while. And I know it's going to stick one day and, um, to be able to race full time and, really show my my full potential you know to be able to have a full season to to work with the team and and to develop throughout the year and uh and to be able to you know show some some good results because um it's important to have like a full season you know when you have like a couple races like i'm doing like the ovals which i'm very grateful for the opportunity but it, it is difficult to come in and out you know do a race stay out for two three races then come back it is difficult um so one day hopefully i'll be able to do a you know, I'm sure we're going to be able to do it to do a full season and uh, and really work with the team from beginning to the end. And uh, and like you said, there is this new generation of drivers coming in. And, um, you know, I do feel like like I'm a part of that. And uh, but I don't want to take anything away from the experienced guys, because those guys, uh, you know, they're still they're still we're still racing with a lot of legends over here. Let's close on race start coming up. You've done a lot of really cool things, man, in a very short amount of time in your career, spanning F1 to this to that, NASCAR, Indy, just you've done a lot. One thing you haven't done is fire into turn one in a field of 33 uh, coming here Sunday. I would just suggest let's not do the, the Texas 2 start right? Let's not do the Texas race to start, but any thoughts, kidding aside, how you want to approach going into turn one, how you want to approach the race itself. Is it, you know, set the afterburners and go like hell from turn one lap one? Is it be smart and chill for a little bit? What's your mindset doing your first Indy 500? 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely learned from, you know, what happened in, in Texas, although, you know, it was a little bit circumstances over there. I was, you know, right behind uh, Seb, then the field checked up, and I had nowhere to go. But definitely going into, like, the 500, is it's a long race. It's 200 laps, 500 miles. So the thing is, it's patience. It's very important to be patient. Um, you know, I've, I've won long races before, like when I raced late models, a 200-lap race in, in Hickory called a fall brawl was a very important racer, which was a long race as well, although this is like triple as long and a hundred times more important. We're bringing Hickory uh, to the Indy 500. You, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm already there with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but basically, the, the, the most important is, is, is patience. Although I, I see it as like having many races in this big race, because I think every time you, you do a pit stop and you, you're going through that race, stint, it's like a race in itself, getting through that, you know, that pit sequence, going through the race stint, doing 35, 40 laps on the tire and then going again. But the most important is being there at the end and being patient, but making sure you're there at the end. And there's times you're going to have to be aggressive. There's times you're going to have to be a little bit conservative, like the start of the race, knowing it's a long race. I'm going to start on the inside, and I think I'll be leading that that group, uh, that row I'm in, which I believe is row six or five. And, um, five. you know, it's – yeah, five. It's it's being patient, um, but then when you're when you're aggressive and you're going to make the move, it's – you got to be uh, very committed to it, you know? You got it's Alexander Rossi in front of you. It. I was going to say you got Rossi in front of you on row four, Hunter Ray in front of him on row three. <laughs> Ed yeah. Carpenter in front of him on row two and Dixie in front of him on pole in row one. Just saying. Now that's a strong inside That's line. a good lane. Oh, my goodness. That's a good lane, isn't it? Jeez. You got a couple legends over there. That's uh, that's going to be a very strong lane. So uh, You're not so a I'm follower, gonna... Pietro, but this might be one, up, one time where you go, I'm going to follow these guys uh, for a little while. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very strong lane, and... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Once you said those names there, I didn't even look at it like that. Oh, it's 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 crazy. So um, it's going to be very cool to start the 500. But the thing is, making sure we're there at the end. And uh, there's a lot I can still learn throughout the race as well. Racing in traffic is very difficult with these cars at the moment. Um, it's very hard to overtake. So when you do overtake, you have to almost plan it like a lap or two ahead, and you have to commit very hard. Um, and I'm sure everyone's going to be doing that at the end. And you know, I think people are going to start getting impatient a little bit um, with getting stuck behind the car. So you got to keep an eye out on that. Um, but when, when you see an opportunity, you definitely have to have to commit. But I'm, I'm so happy to be racing here in the 500. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great. One other thing jumps out. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you because I'm asking every driver basically that I've spoken with. I don't know if you saw <clears throat> a couple months ago on Twitter. Connor Daly mentioned that uh, he was hoping he might be able to ride an American bison onto the driver intro stage for the Indy 500 Sunday morning because, you know, super American guy sponsored ride by the Air American Force. Ride an American bison? Right, exactly. So <laughs> been asking every driver, since it's just kind of a fantasy thing, air, sea, land, creature, whatever it is, Pietro Fittipaldi, if you could bring an animal, ride it, whatever it is, onto the inter- Indy driver intro stage, what would it be and why? Well, an American bison, you know, I'll leave that to Connor. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> the high school I went to in uh, in Miami was Ronald Reagan Senior High, and the the mascot was a bison. So really? I know the animal very well. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we were the bison's over there. But I would say, um, man, I would have to say like like just just a lion, you know. There's just been a, a lot very... of lion choices. Is there really? Yeah. Okay, I mean... so we got we got to pick something else, and we got to go with something else. Do we tap into your Brazilian roots? Something Amazon related? Where do where where do we go here? What what about like a like a like a panther? No one's chosen a panther. Yeah, like a panther, like a like a black panther. I think uh, I think they're in the Amazon. If not, like a, we'll if just not if it's not a panther, it's like a cougar. You're like a jaguar from the Amazon. Could you imagine that? Like going, it's not as big as a bison, but it's super sleek and like it's fast. Would you do anything? Would, would you dress it up any way? Would what you know? No, no, I'd just leave it in its natural natural colors and then I'd be like with my suit down without like a shirt and I'd put like this tribal tattoo on on my body. And yes. I'd be like super into it. Permanent you know I mean? or just like henna for the day? Oh, definitely permanent. If I'm riding a, a panther or a jaguar, I'm definitely tattooing myself and I'm going to stay with that for life. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna ride a jaguar or a panther i think yeah you're gonna have to i think there's a meaning to the tattoo so i think it's worth doing it you're the first driver to, to add the tattoo i knew yeah. pietro you're gonna deliver for us but now now what's the now what would you go in let's say you're racing the 500 marshall or you're engineering whatever your choice is what would be the animal I mean, I don't know if I could ride anything because I'd kill it because I'm so fat. I'd flatten the no, thing. No, but the, those animals are so strong, man. Okay. Uh, I mean, I got we got the two cats, but the, I don't know. I don't want to be the guy, the big fat guy what? trying to walk two cats and cats don't walk. You just have to drag them and they'd be killing me. So I have put <laughs> no thought into this. So I love that you're 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 stumping me here. Let's see. What do I love the most? What what would I want? You know. Do you want an aggressive creature or like a pretty calm one, sleek? Do you want something intimidating? Since we're going fantasy, King Kong. King Kong? Yes. I didn't even think of that. Right? Because he seems cool. I've watched the last couple movies. And again, I know he's not real, but, you know, again, we're doing fantasy. He seems pretty cool. As I learned in yeah, the last movie, amazing. he knows I sign didn't language. Even think of that. Yeah, so yeah. we could talk. He'd uh, we'd probably be talking smack about a lot of people, but imagine that. <laughs> but you'd be like a little, yeah. You'd be like almost like his little baby. He'd be taking care of. He'd be sitting on his shoulder. Totally. I mean, and the guy would be like <laughs> leaning up against the pagoda just to chill, right? Now, would you be a racing driver or a race engineer? I'd have to be an engineer again, my fat butt, Pietro. I'd need three Dolores to squeeze myself into it right now. But yeah. well, you'd, you'd be a race engineer with your headset sitting on King Kong. See, I've, and That's I'd be the cool. spotter too because I'd have the best view looking from up yeah. high as well. I didn't even think of that. I I, I probably would have gone for King Kong too. You could go for well, Godzilla. God, you Godzilla oh, and a too. Panther. Yeah. We've solved most of the world's problems, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to meet back tomorrow. Cure cancer, hunger, um, racism, sexism, and everything else. So we'll, we'll reconvene tomorrow, solve <laughs> the other problems of the world. Pietro, really always appreciate you. We always have so much fun. Looking forward to seeing you, fastest rookie qualifier in the field, how you're going to go. 
this Sunday at the Indy 500. Thanks as always to you, your coin team, and <sighs> fun times ahead. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a good Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Marshall.